What on earth is that? It's a Journey in the Comics Network production! All aboard! I brought my pencil! What do you wanna do in your life? Walk on home, boy! Yeah! Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're tuning in. Welcome to another episode of Rank 'em All Between the Barry and Me Edition. I'm your host, Nick Maxson. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Dr. Dongo. Hey, hey. How's it going, Dongo? Really tired. Yep. <laughs> Same. Four hours of sleep is no good. Nope. <laughs> no, a couple of us made bad decisions last night, folks. Um... Amen, brother. I don't know what you're referring to. Um, so we're hurting a little bit. That's okay. We're gonna get through this. Um, we've got our crew with us. We've got Mr. Chris Kerrigan. How's it going today, sir? Fantastic. Yep. All it took was a couple beers to start the day. Yeah, beer for breakfast. I mean, sounds like it's just a. Well, we skipped the mimosas. So, I mean. Nothing wrong with the beer instead. No, but we probably should have had. I probably should have had breakfast. Yeah, that's for the week. Yes, indeed. Brett Maxwell. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. Well, I'm actually well rested. I got some. I got some solid sleep. Weren't you fucking special? <laughs> fucking am. Thank you. <laughs> Proud of Thank you. you. <laughs> uh, Zach Davidson. Yes. How's it going, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? That I'm, uh, I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. I'm all right. I can feel it. I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, today, we are jumping into the seventh album by Between the Barrett and Me, Coma Ecliptic. It was released in 2015, Metal Blade Records. Uh, this is another concept album. Um, pretty much every, uh, song is like a little episode of him going through his past lives. Um, so while stuck in a coma, right? Yes. Um, the artwork is a nice serene desert landscape with a dude floating, uh, in the middle Just of it. Perpendicular to the land. Like you'd yeah. be laying on a gurney, but. Uh, is in the middle of nowhere. And just yeah. floating. Um, so this is uh, produced by Jamie King. It's uh, just over an hour, so it's uh, got decent length. It's a healthy, it's a healthy yeah. length album. Yeah. Um, this is, um, a I would say it's a definite turn, um, for the band, um. This is a little less, don't take this the wrong way or too literally. It's not as heavy. Yeah. There's a lot more like. It's more melodic for sure. There's definitely a, a more like, there's definitely more of like a breakdown in between the songs and like the transitions are a little different than just brutality. Like Parallax 2 had a lot of just brutal parts on it. And this one, you don't get those brutal parts, but it's still heavy. You, there's, yeah. It's yeah. definitely still heavy. There's definitely still blasting. Um, but uh, 
it's a definite uh, departure. I I was I worded it the other day as um, like where do you go after Parallax Two? It, it, it's just such a between the EP before it, like it all being this giant story. It's like where do you go from there? Yeah, and I think this is a uh, the very logical next step is like let's just do something a little different let's explore more yep. of our like prog rock as it was right. to prog metal tommy started to dabble more with his keyboard and all Locked the effects the you can tell, which yeah. i really really like it it really brought this album together so and I, i've always loved tommy's clean clean vocals mm-hmm. and this album he murders his cleans like oh, he yeah. sounds so good even like we just watched the live dvd and it sounds amazing like yeah he, the, he he sounds amazing um you know we still got our guitar solos yeah um we've got our cool little uh yeah lots of ups and downs lots of breaks mm-hmm. um it's a fun album a little different but it's fun so um if nobody has anything to add no i I'm ready to get into it. Yeah. Let's dive in. I've been ready to get into you're, it. You're, you're giving me a look because I was giving a look. I just realized something about last night's podcast we did, but let's go ahead. Okay. All right. Put um, your head in the game, dick. Uh, throw in there that uh, this is the same lineup. Um, same dudes. Dan Briggs, Blake Richardson, Tommy Giles, Rogers, Paul Wagner, and Dusty Waring. The team... Is assembled once again. Uh, so let's dive in to Coma Ecliptic. Song number one, uh, which I think serves as it, it sounds like an intro. It's a it's definitely an intro, but it's a full yeah. song. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of different for them. Yeah. Um, it's called Node. Um there's a really it, it's pretty low-key um for the first for the majority of it yeah. and then there's a super sick guitar break that makes yeah. you feel like okay here we, here go. we go here it is here it is and the way it pairs with the drums i really like yeah. a lot Blake because on- it comes in sorry zach it just comes in with the keyboards real nice and like do 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 and like they're playing guitar and then all of a sudden just they all just hit at the same time and it's just it really yeah. sets you up for what they're gonna do, and the soar. Song. It's like soaring feeling. Yes, yes. Right. on the guitar. Magical. Um, it's good. Um, I like it. I gave it a six point four. Um, because you know, you guys know how I rate. I rate mm-hmm. in terms of the entire discography. So, um, I feel a little bad. It's not a bad song. It's just uh, comparatively. You know, so, uh, yeah. Dick, what do you think? Uh, in terms of their intros, it's not my favorite. Uh, however, Tommy's voice is just flawless and and strong, like stronger than I've ever heard it on this. Um, however, this again, this is not one of my favorite intros in terms of the discography, in terms of this album. It definitely sets up the next song really well with that, with what Brett was talking about. But uh, that's not enough to really bring up my score from a six. All right. Zach? I'd probably go ahead and give this a six as, six as well. Uh, really, really like a... Like even just from the first track, it shows Blake's talent on the drums. I believe that's his name, right? Blake, yeah. yeah. 
He um, is a drummer. Just fucking banging it out, and just it's it's great. Love it. And then um, again, Tommy's voice, the cleans, just can definitely tell uh, he's a very talented vocalist. One of my favorites. Yeah, without a doubt, Brett. I'm gonna go with a seven point seven five. Nice, healthy. I really like the way that it sets up the whole album. Um, This is one of my favorite albums. And even going through and dissecting it, I was kind of like, there were parts where I was like, okay, maybe I won't rate that as as high as I thought I would. But I I love the eeriness of the intro. For sure. The fact that it really makes you feel like this dude has slipped into a coma. Mm -hmm. And it gives you that, it gives you that feeling like you're drifting off ever so peacefully like no motion, just this constant, almost like light falling. And I, I, I really like the way that it sets up the album, but I think 7.75. That was a good description. Stand. Hair. Chris. 6.5. 6.5. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So that leads us into song number two, The Coma Machine. Mm-hmm. Here's where we start just getting it. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a hell of a song. Um, it comes in and, uh, again, just really let, it really lets you know, like the shape of the album. Um, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got, it's got, uh, tons of cleans that are, that are really good, but he busts in with those growls and sounds as good as he ever has. Mm -hmm. Um, it, uh, so it, it comes in, it comes in. And it's got high, not high energy, but like it's it's kicking, it's good. Uh, and then it slows down for a sec before mm-hmm. the growls come in for the yeah. first time. The uh, start to drift to sl- in slumber. Um, then it's like, Melvin. and then it kicks and then, in. Yeah. And it's 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 fucking awesome. It's, yep. I mean, it's a it's a bit in. It's a minute and a half, two mm-hmm. minutes in or something. But that's mm-hmm. when I feel, um, that's when I feel we're really off to the races. Um. Anybody else have any, uh, any any thoughts on it? I mean, this is definitely the flagship song of the album. I would say, um, really, even just story wise, really just sets you up for this journey that he's he's now starting, and the confusion that is really within him of like what actually is going on around me. Um, but I I love I love like you said the way he does the starts to drift and then like he just comes in with just heavy and definitely on the studio album too he layers his vocals a lot it's like a lot of times when he's doing the cleans he's got the layered screams in the background too a little more subtly so which i mean i could see some people being upset that it feels overproduced because i've seen that as a description of it but Hmm. I I like the way it's layered, but then when he's performing it live, he does hit the cleans amazingly, and he still hits his growls and his screams perfectly. I I might like the live version more. Really, I thought they destroyed it. I yeah, thought it was I, amazing. I agree with that. I like both versions. I appreciate both. I I did realize like going through and listening to this album a lot and dissecting it that. A big reason of why it holds so much value to me is this was the first time I saw them live performing an album through and through. So we had seen them the first time at the Egyptian Room playing with the Atlas Moth. 
And we missed the Atlas Moth, and we heard that first drum of the chord. And you looked at me like, "Dude, they're starting right now. We got to go." We walked in right and on we, time. Yep, and we yeah. straight ran inside. Um, but that was just them performing their songs and you know playing a show. Then this album comes out, and so then I got to see them on the Coma tour, and that really holds a lot of sentiment to me. And yes, they absolutely destroyed this whole album live every time. Yeah, they they went uh, they went all in on live with the lights and everything. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was amazing. I kind of just realized this: the lights are almost like if you were in an operating room. Yeah. You've got those Whoa. bright lights staring down right. at you, so that's why yeah. they're aimed directly at the crowd because you're in the coma. That's interesting. I just put thanks that for together. Point, thanks for pointing that I out. Just no, put that, that together. That totally makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, because like huh. the circle light behind Blake would be like that center light that's right above you. Yeah, like the, yeah. the surgical mm-hmm. table. Yep. Light. Yeah. So. Whoa. So oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm giving Coma a ten. That's a nice touch. Wow. I love this song. Oh. I'm giving Coma Machine a ten. All right, Zach. Uh, I think I, I don't have my notes on me at the time, but from what I remember, I, I really like this song. Um, I'm probably going to give it a nine. Wow. Look at y'all. Look at y'all. Dick. I like the way, um, like, during the beginning, like, during the, they, they teach us what was, well, how all the instruments are really synced up with each other, the, the chugs with the fucking kick, and... Um, then I, I'm I'm a really huge fan of like when Blake really fucking rips oh, it down. He lets loose mm-hmm. on this song, and there's not much going on. It's just everything's really stripped down except for the drums, and it's just he's just going nuts on those cymbals. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's a really cool song. It's it, but it's it's uh it's not one of my favorites. Uh, this album's not one of my favorites. Uh, it's coming off of four back to back to back to back amazing releases. Just smashers, just so, fucking. I I had a and I just had a really hard time connecting with this album, uh, and so that's that's just like a preview of what's to come. But um, I'm gonna give this song an eight. That's respectable, healthy, yeah. healthy. I went to uh, eight five. Um, it's uh, it's one of my favorites on the album. Um, gave me a lot of hope. Gave me I was like, okay, this is a. I'm I'm strapped in now, you know. I was, you know, not sure where we were heading with this. Um, You're ready for the adventure, but now, now I was ready. So, Chris, what do you think? I, I agree with the eight five. Eight five. Then we enter the next, the next episode. Song three, Dim Ignition. God damn it! I loved the intro in this. The keyboards oh. are. Fucking it's off. a very short oh, song. Yeah. It's only a minute and a half, I think. Yeah, it's not yeah, terribly it's long. relatively short. Minute and a half, two minutes, two just minutes, over two yeah. minutes. Yeah. See, I never, I always have a problem with like, um, with albums like this that I listen through and through. Like, I never break it down by song by song. Mm. I just like, I love this album as a whole. Yeah. You know, so I didn't even realize Dim Ignition and Famine Wolf were two different songs because right. like, they flow into each other. So when I'm yep. playing it on my vinyl, because I'd always spin it, it was like I would just hear it. And I always thought that the Dim Ignition part was the intro to Famine Wolf. And it was just all one song because then obviously King Redeemed Queen Serene, you can tell with that song. But until I was like really starting to look at it, I was like, oh, Dim Ignition is a very short song leading into Famine Wolf. I always thought they were one. So I can see that. 
I love how often they do that. They like mm-hmm. pair songs together. I, yeah, I saw somebody post yeah. in uh, the, the fam, and yeah, fam. they're like, they're like, name a better combo than Dim Ignition and Famine Wolf. And I'm like, Viridian um, White Walls. Yeah, boom. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? That was yeah. my answer. I'm like, right. what, what name? What? Who are you? Why are you <laughs> in this group? You, we love you, BT fam. But. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a snob about this. (laughs) I I definitely agree. Viridian into White Walls is a stronger combination. After that, I might even put. uh, I have to be a snob uh, about that. (laughs) Like fuck you. Mirror's obfuscation. Yes, definitely. That's another great one too. Yeah, I I do like Dim Ignition into Famine Wolf though. I really do for sure. Yeah. Dim Ignition is very eerie. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so creepy. It gave me some strong uh, Tron vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, yeah. I'll even just read the lyrics real quick. An ancient figure crowds my focused path. His lightning bolt eyes creep through my sights. Render the dwellers with freedom. Matter develops your kingdom. Dim Ignition, walk reverse. Like, it's it's a very creepy, like, you don't, like... I it's hard to tell what's going on. It's good. Yeah. I, which I mean, I can only imagine being stuck in a coma is. Right. But yeah, I love the way he does his vocals on this though, because he's very eerie about it. An ancient figure crowds my focus. And I I just love that like what he does there, like using his his voice as a tool mm-hmm. in the entire song. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a fun little ditty. It's a short one. Yeah. I give it eight four. Wow, eight four. Okay. Little, I, I like it just a little less than coma. Just, just a touch. Brett, what do you think? I am was sitting on a solid eight with this one. Uh, okay, that's healthy. That's yep, healthy. I was at a solid eight. Like I said, it's very short. Um, I kind of like thought it bled into Famine Wolf and thought they were one song, but I like it as a standalone too because of how creepy and eerie it is. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely gonna sit with an eight. It's healthy, Chris. I also sat with an eight on this song. It's a, uh, it's a fun one. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's interesting. Just kinda, short little day. It kind of keeps you on the hook, you know. You could not two step to it though. Nope. No. No, you probably I don't couldn't. think you could two step to this one. I don't think I so. I think either. we've officially found a BT Bam song you could not two step to. Damn it. Son of a bitch. If I could have two stepped to it, it would have been a nine. And to be fair, folks, I I went as far as to say I could two step to Desert of Song. So like <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. I'm willing to I'm willing to try, but yeah, I don't I don't think you could two step to this one, man. No. It'd be more like a polka. <laughs> Maybe at the very end yeah. when, when he's yeah. like doing the weird synthesizer and he's repeating dim ignition and walk reapers. Maybe you could get in some two-step in there, That's but a, it'd be very hard. Sounds like it might be a bit of a stretch, but I can... All right. Okay. Well, uh, okay. folks, we'll figure it out. We'll let you know next time. <laughs> we will see if we can uh, two-step to dim ignition. Get the- uh, Dick, what do you think? I think this is like more of like a Tommy... A, a Giles song. Have you listened to any of his solo stuff? No. Bare, I mean, besides uh, Slumber Party or whatever yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, we watched the Slumber Party and that one was weird. This, it, it just does, it doesn't, to me, this song doesn't fit as a BT Bam song. It just feels like a Tommy song. Interesting. Uh, I was going to, I was going to say that, like, yeah, I, I, I wonder if, like, he wrote the whole thing. Yeah. There isn't really, I mean, it's just him. 
this song. There's not much else going on right. with the rest of the band. Uh, a little bit of guitars, it, I think, but not much. I think uh, Blake's on the drums still in this one. Yeah, I, I don't know. But there's no like lead. Right. Yeah, there's, right. there's nothing about right. this song it's that makes him, me think BT Bam. keys and distorted vocals. Right. His voice, hmm. again, sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird song. Uh, I'm going to go with a six and a half. Wasn't feeling it. Okay. Okay, man. Okay. That. Uh, let's go ahead and give it an eight. Uh, I really like it. Again, strong Tron vibes, which I just have a soft spot for Tron. Same, bro. Um, really synthy, really, you know, eerie. Uh, again, I just can't stop saying how much Tommy's vocals impressed me in this album. Just that man put it in work. Doth work. All right. Um, let's see. Next, we got Fabian Wolf. Um, like I said, kind of uh, demunition kind of bleeds into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have. A, I like it. I don't have a whole lot to um, to add about it. Um, the part in the middle where he's, uh, where it's a has me out in the cold. I love that that break. It's, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, and the end of the song is just fucking awesome yes i will the say last, that like two minutes are just fucking beautiful mm-hmm. there's not a lot of structure when it comes like the lyrics and like the story because it repeats a lot of the same lines but um i definitely definitely really like the whole sound of this song like especially especially the end then when he starts just ripping that sexy solo mm-hmm. ugh. Reminds you of Answer the Sky, doesn't it? Huh? Yes. 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 That's a great way to put that. Answer the Sky. Yeah. I've never made that connection. I I didn't either. Damn. You're welcome. I'm gonna have to play this back to back now (laughs) to to really hear it. Interesting connection. I mean, that's it. Okay. Well, that's uh, beside that, and the scour the earth, turn the turn the dirt red, are the only two parts of this song that I like. Yeah. I hate this song. <laughs> really? I fucking hate it. This is my least favorite song on the album. Tell me more. Uh, and it, it's mostly just because of the fucking lead part that that it grates on me so badly, <laughs> and I hate it. Awesome. Five. Whoa. Whoa. It's not a no. It's not a four. Dude, but fuck, dude! I hate five. this. Do you get a five on anything else? I think that's the first five. Period. Ooh. I don't think any of us have. Uh, Sorry, guys, <laughs> but yeah, I wow. hate this song. You know what, Dick? High five. Just dropped Get a it, bomb, brother. Dick. I, yeah, I was not a fan of it, and I, so I, I, I never love. skipped it. I never skipped it, and it, just so I could keep listening to it and keep it in my head. And uh, I wanted to skip it so bad every listen <laughs> once I realized how much I hated it. So, uh, go ahead, Brett. I was going to say, my favorite part is when um, they've got the weird eeriness towards you and it's like, move the flesh yeah. over this that was cool. rotting bone. Yeah. One more. It's day. cool. And but it's not enough to save it for me. Day. And then it yeah. goes like into that drums and mm-hmm. slows down again and does it one more time right before we get into that sexiness. Mm. Yes. So uh, I'll, I'll give you guys a little, a little bit of insight. So I'll, I, I'm comparing like song to song. I'll go back and I'll be like, well, do I like this as much as this? And for this record, I didn't even look at anything 
from uh, Parallax through Colors. When I went to compare, it always went back to pretty much Alaska. So I like I like the uh, I love Alaska because it it feels like it was the last album that was just individual songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah, absolutely um, yeah. yeah. So so I like I, I I would say generally that's probably Coma is on is on the same playing field for me as Alaska. Okay, it's good, but it's like it's opposite ends of the spectrum. They're also you know right. I mean? yeah. okay. It's like this is this is the far side of them being clean and pretty. Um, and Alaska being the other opposite side, just being dirty and heavy. Lots of, and... Just lots of grit and shit. Okay. I will I say, especially like that. with the whole comparison you made about um, standalone songs, is there are three or four different times where the the song-to-song transitions just aren't there. Like, colors just flows into one another every time seamlessly and this one doesn't do that as much, I noticed. No. They're like fr- going from um, Ectopic Stroll uh, to Rapid Calm to Memory Palace, like they all kind of just end and then the next song begins. Yes. Which is not what they've done for the last three albums. No. I would say so, definitely not Parallax 2. I think there's a, you, you could argue Parallax 1, but they do, pre- they do transition pretty, pretty well. Great Misdirect is the same way. It's like like uh, yep. mirrors obfuscation, and then you get somewhat of a break, and then but then you get uh, uh, disease, injury, madness. To me, flows right into Fossil Genera. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. right. And then, yeah. But then and then Fossil right into Desert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's a so small there's... break between obfuscation and disease, injury, madness, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the album seems to pretty much flow together. Definitely. And this one th- near the end, like the beginning of the album, like the first, like. Node through um, Turn on the Darkness, I feel like, flowed pretty seamlessly. And yeah. then the last five songs just kind of stand alone and have that break in between each song. Yeah, especially Life in Velvet for me. Like Which between, I never noticed until uh, doing Option the Oblivion and Life in Velvet. It's weird for me because I, I feel the opposite because I feel like those last four songs just bleed into each other. Really? Because I didn't notice when they would change and I didn't know that they were different songs. And I so huh. I, okay. I barely remember Option Oblivion as a song because I thought it was one of the other songs still. <laughs> I definitely uh-huh. could tell the end between Memory Palace and Option Oblivion the most. Well, like mem- I feel like Memory Palace just ends... And then there's silence, and then Option Oblivion comes in. But I gave this uh, eight five, eight five for the old Ram and Wolf. Ram and Wolf. Chris, seven and three quarters. Seven and three quarters. What <laughs> the way you said that? <laughs> but I that figured I changed the box. Uh, I'll give it like a eight seven five. Oh, an eight and three quarters. No, I said 8.75, Christopher. Eight and three quarters. Mother, brother, I tell you what. To... Mother, brother. Right. Mother, brothers, I'll tell you my score, and it's going to be a nine. Ooh. I really like that end part. It really catches me every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy this song a lot. Tasty. Um. Now I'll save that comment for a little bit later. Uh, yeah, we're oh, yeah. halfway through. I'll, I'll hold off on that. Um, so we're moving into uh, is this midpoint. 
Pod? Oh, it is 11. So, somewhat the midpoint. We're going into King Redeem, Queen Serene. Um, I love the way it starts super slow. Um, the soft vocals. His vocals are so fucking pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fucking pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then it has, um, I don't fucking know, maybe two minutes in, it breaks into a heavier part. And it's, it's, a, it's a really cool transition. I feel like they use that formula a lot on this album where they start real soft and then have a break into heaviness. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that, but you know, for, for a band, the fucking, I mean, look at fucking colors. They just played 200 riffs in a row and never repeated anything ever. You know? <laughs> right. So, I like, I like the repetition of riffs. On and this and album. there was a lot more. That's, I wanted to make that comment about a uh, coma machine is it's probably the most formulaic song they've ever done. Like verse, chorus, verse, chorus kind of stuff. Very right. structured. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I'm not used to. Uh, it's something with, with my band that we bitch about a lot. They're like, can we just fucking repeat a part, please? <laughs> I'm like, nope. no. <laughs> we're just no. going to fucking rock out. Like, how many riffs does this song have? Twelve. No repeats. And go. I'm sure that's BT Bam's fault that I like that kind of shit. Um... <laughs> Anybody else have anything they want to add about old old King Queen? I do like definitely how it comes in super soft with his vocals, and then the whole song just swells constantly. Like it's it's constantly uphill for me. It doesn't ever really slow down, in my opinion. But as soon as he says, uh, "I slip past my own mind," a small gift taken from my time is when it really just kind of starts because you get that keys. Mm. You get the keys coming in, and then that's when it just starts getting pretty freaking heavy. Yeah. And for me, that was kind of like, it's like, a, so there's the King Redeem's part and then a Queen Serene's part, almost. Like, I can, yeah. based on like the swells and some of the vocals, when I pick it up, uh, you can kind of tell it's almost, you know, a story, so to speak, between those two. It's a, it's a fun one. I really like this song. This was probably one of the first ones that really caught my attention when I was yeah. seeing them live for the first time playing this through. It, yeah, it's fucking really good. That live. would be yeah. badass live. This yeah. song for me is a standout on the album for sure. Uh, I mostly love it for all the clean, calm stuff. And then once it kind of kicks in, I kind of fall off. Um, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Okay. Respectable. I went eight three. Um, I really, I mean, you're gonna look at it like a, a lot of these songs. Um, I like them. I mean, I'm get, I'm you know, giving them fucking eight out of ten. But there's not really any standouts. Um, like when I go to when I when I'm wanting to listen to BT Bam, I can't tell you the last time I was like. I'm gonna go pick something off a of coma. Uh, I, I can never pick just a song though. I always listen to the album. Yeah. And and I feel the same way though. Like I after definitely listening through it now more, if I'd, I there's definitely two songs I could go through and be like, I could listen to just these songs. Yeah, I just Yeah, I I can't tell you. Like I like all the songs, but it's just not one that I that I really go to. 
Like I said, it holds sentimental value for me, for sure. That's yes. definitely. Oh, there's, like, so, there's so much to be said about your first one. Yeah. Like, right. You get into the band, and then the next album they put out. You see the live tour. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so I'll go ahead and say I'm going to give this one a 9.25. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to give this one a 9.25. Okay, man. Showing us some love. Uh, Chris. Giving it an eight. Giving it a uh, solid eight. Okay. Solid. That's uh, about av- that's about average for you over here. Uh, Zach, tell me about it. Uh, with King Redeem Queen Serene. Eh, I don't know. I think originally I scored like an eight. Let's give it an eight two five. Eight and a quarter. Eight and a quarter. The fucking quarter. Did did somebody? Like talking about it right now, like make you go like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying, and that's what made you raise your score. Uh, yeah, the whole um, I guess making the correlation between the flows, and then I'd have thought about like, well, it is kind of like you know, going with you know two different parts of the same story essentially. So it, yeah, it made me appreciate it a little bit more. It's definitely one of um, you know, if I if I had to pick a couple songs off the album, it's definitely it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I would agree with that. that what'd you, what'd you say? Mine. 8.25. Okay. Okay, man. Oh, yeah. All right, then. Um, So we get to track number six. Turn on the darkness. Um, This song has tons of catchy parts. Yes. Yeah. Um, And it's pivotal in the story, too. It I agree. Is, it's got one of my favorite parts on the whole album and it's one of those parts that is when like if i had to pick like 10 moments of bt bam the welcome to our journey part is is it's so powerful it's fucking beautiful it's one of my it's definitely one of my favorite parts on the album um it's one of those like you you get lyrics stuck in your head randomly like I definitely get that section stuck oh, yeah. in my head out of nowhere. Please walk with me. I'll put your mind at ease. So I, I really like it. It's one of my favorites. The whole song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really, really like this song. But the name is cool too. I like Turn mm-hmm. On the Darkness. I think that is that's a cool a title. Cool ass right. fucking name, especially for, you know, he's realizing he's in a coma. Um, you know, and it like turn on the darkness like that. That just is so cool to me. I just I love that, yeah. Definitely the intro when um like the way he projects his vocals when he's uh the winters grieve evenly flickering moments engage our senses um starts off really cool, um, and then this is the first time you really get into like characters in this album, uh. So I'm looking at the lyrics here. Uh, so you have the sighting, yeah. Um, where he says, "I see a flame erupt in the distance, the charted course towards my direction." A wealth of moving light. They now seek my disguise. Legs soon crack as they stand above below. Then there's the exchange. Uh, Where do you drift from, sir? This land is for those who have lost. Our humanity is past its course. We roam with all that's left. And then um, the next part, you meet the torchbearer, which is the welcome to our journey part. Mm -hmm. So he's got this crowd of lost things, lost souls. Uh, like moving towards him in this land and he's watching them 
then there's the exchange and he realized like who the torch bearer is and like he's he is the leader like follow me like i'm taking you on this journey we're all on this journey together and really is pivotal for me when it comes to the story of this album it's a this to me would be the high point yes. on the album. I agree with yep. that. Yep. This is your climax. Yeah, it's one of the yeah, it's one of the coolest parts. It's um, I love my brutal BT Bam, and oh, yeah. I I love it when they break off and do something pretty. Right. And, yes. Uh, I, I just love it. I love it so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight seven. Okay. Uh, yeah. The more the more I talk to you guys about it, the more I like it. Um, Went up a whole tenth of a point. You know, I mean, you look, <laughs> you look, and oh, I know, like, I, I know, dude. I'm joking with you. It's like, uh, that, that's a decent like that can be a decent bit. Yeah, a tenth of a point is a decent bit. Yeah, it's funny to me because we're all rating six and above, really. It's yeah, it's funny to me that Mm -hmm. like the way the way that I rate, but at the same time, it's like everything is still like like everything is still like an amazing song. (laughs) Like (laughs) this is my least favorite BT Bam song. How do you like it? I mean, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) How would you rate it out of ten? Eight and a half. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you say it's your least favorite. It's still I really good. I said what I said. You know. So, uh, Dick, what do you think? Eight. Eight. Dick you you, you guys have already said it. Said yeah. all I could say. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. For sure, Chris. Eight point seven two five. Dude. Oh 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 oh. oh, oh. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I'm right in between a seven point three and a seven point two. So. You know, I'm giving do, it its do. due diligence. <laughs> but okay, pal. <laughs> uh, that. I could give it an eight point five. Solid, healthy. Brett, this one's hard. Yeah. Um, I, I really, really like this song. I, I think I'm gonna give this one a nine point seven five. I don't think it's quite a perfect ten for me, but I really like that song. Same. For sure. That brings us to the ectopic stroll. This is a swing song. Mm-hmm. This is our bloom. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a cool song. It's a fun song. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it swings like crazy. Uh, there's another, like, this whole album, which I didn't even realize this was a concept album when I first listened to it. Uh, I just started noticing, like, they they bring back this. They keep talking about velvet. Walls covered in velvet. Yep. And then you got the final song, Life in Velvet. It's like, yeah, I just, all these connections throughout the different songs. I'm like, maybe this is a concept album. <laughs> then we come in today and, oh, it is, it is a concept album. <laughs> no, this song's fun. I give it a eight and a half. Eight and a half. Very healthy. Uh, I also gave it an eight and a half. He does some nice. fucking, right there at the beginning, his mm-hmm. vocals are super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sit down, please. So, what is your wow? Like I love, I just yeah. love his vocals throughout this entire album. It's, I really do. It's fucking swanky. Yeah, I definitely like Dick. You were just saying like the the fact he keeps talking about his walls being in velvet. It's like this soft, plush, mm-hmm. um, deep, like purplish red like room that I mean you can only imagine a coma might be like. You know, yeah. stuck in stuck in a single room 
with walls covered in velvet. Like, it's nice. Like, it's comforting, but also where are you and what's going on type thing. Um, I love this, especially when you hit that acoustic solo. Mm. Oh, oh, how far in is that? Like seven, seven minutes, 12 seconds in or something like that? You're in deep. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah. Um, and it just, and he just gets it. I love that change up there. But yeah, this, this song definitely kind of feels like you're like on a stroll. You're actually walking through this, trying to figure out where you're at. Um, and I, I absolutely love this song. I'm going to hit it with a 10. Boom. <laughs> there it is. It's almost like Peter Parker. The evil P- P- Peter Parker and uh, what is it three? Where's Walker? Yeah. Oh yeah, emo emo. We Spider-Man. should try and like, make a sound clip and edit it to that. That'd be fucking hilarious. Just him walking around with this song. Oh my god, we're gonna do That's that. A perfect matchup too. Like it, it is, especially yeah, the beginning. Yeah. Especially yeah. the beginning. Like yeah. bum, 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 bum. and him just taking his hot shit. Please, Doc, I need help. That's good. All right, Zach, what do you think? I gave it an eight. It's solid. You know, well. A little in between song, so to speak. Healthy. That's what it felt like to me, anyways. Healthy. Just a little, a little ditty in the middle of it all. Mm-hmm. Chris, eight point seven. Man. Oh wow. Yeah, it feels for this one. Uh, it, I mean, Got feelings. Oh. All right, that brings us to song number eight, "Rapid Calm." Mm. I see this one song. definitely like the end of uh, "Stroll" just kind of ends. And there's that break, and then Rapid Calm starts. The intro to this song is another one of my favorite parts on the album. It yep. sounds fucking menacing. Yes. Which is hilarious, because it's called Rapid Calm. And they really do encapsulate that with all the instrumentals and, and everything else. Like They really do like make you feel rapidly calm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe I just, it. I just love all the layers, like in this track specifically. It's um, like an onion. Like you can just, like, like a fucking onion, man. It's just a fucking unit. <laughs> they, of go, an onion. they go, they go very hard at the end of the song. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the end, they have a, lyric, or a line that they call back to in Option Oblivion, which mm. is my hmm. favorite. Which one's that? So. Um, a golden lever, a choice for gold or velvet. Do I go on or follow the robes in the smoke? Right. Except all we are given, it's all here for a reason. That line occurs again in Option Oblivion, mm-hmm. but he um, sings it. He does not um, scream it. It's just the, it's just the a golden lever, a choice of gold or velvet. Do I go on or do I follow the crown in the smoke in Option Oblivion? Yeah. So it's almost like then, well, I guess we'll get to it then. So now yeah. he's talking about following the robes in the smoke. Um, but yeah, the, a golden lever, a choice of, for gold or velvet is my favorite line mm-hmm. out of the whole album. Because that's definitely like him. Like, I can wake up or I or can I stay here. Yeah. Or do I want to go back to the life I thought I once had? My memories have faded. But do I go back to what I think I once had or do I continue on? on this journey that might take me to worlds beyond. Right. I feel like I'd hang out for a little bit, just a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Just for um, a few. You might not have that option to go back though. Once you I pass know, that lever right? on your journey, you might not get back to that golden lever. I feel that yeah. a lot in life. I give this eight, seven, another one of my favorites. Chris. 
Nine and a quarter. Ooh. Hmm. This is probably my favorite song on the, the entirety of this album. Nice. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. I, just, I like how it feels. It, it hits me good. Dongo. Eight. Eight. Okay. Healthy. Zachary. I also get this one a nine. Ooh. You feel it? You like that? I feel it. You have to have um, I feel it. I think I'm going to give this one an 8.8. Okay. I like it a lot. I, like I said, I definitely love the line um, that I said when it, it calls back to it later on, but definitely not the strongest one in my opinion in the song, but I like it a lot. So 8.8. Fair. All right. That brings us. We're, we're in the home stretch now. Memory Palace. Two boy. This is a banger. Yes. Lead us in, Brett. Tell this me This song it. is a banger. My favorite part, like, you get the sexy guitars at the beginning, but then, like, a minute and a half in, just that... It's probably the best song intro yeah. on yeah. the album for me. Yes. It sounds oh, fucking it. wicked. Fucking mm-hmm. love this song. And the lyrics definitely have it... Down like with the with the song title, like with everything going on, like you know him talking about he just saw the lever, he's trying to think about his memories, um, and he can't quite get it. He can't quite remember everything, um, and he's talking about chatter has left me a statue grown with intentions of my own. Um, talking about you know obviously everyone else that's in this group that's following the the torchbearer is all talking trying to figure out their. Uh, position in this story maybe and he just he can't remember his past life and he's trying to create this palace to hold all of his memories and it's just not there <laughs> I fucking love this song what do you think anyone else had anything bad uh, I love I do love the intro the guitars in this song um, this is also the first single off the album yes mm-hmm. alright uh, indeed I'm gonna give this one a nine ooh it's a good one look at you Dongo I liked I'm a, it. I'm gonna give the the uh, the eight six. Um, it, it's a good. It's a good. The, yeah. the intro yeah. does, does a lot of the work for me. Um, Chris. they call back to it at the end too. Yeah. They do yeah. that riff at the end again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna give it a nine. Okay. Yeah, you feel you're feeling good about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Not not as good as the one before, but right. I feel good about it. Um, so looking at a lyric that I kind of just glazed over before um tube swim with my veins and orchestra of lights graze over my corpse our souls are melting immobilized limbs secret liquid smoke it's like hmm. i wonder if he's he's like he can project and see himself he's on the operating table he's in that room one would with all of the lights and doctors around him and maybe they're making the decision to pull the plug so maybe would, the golden lever is not his choice. That sounds reasonable. But his family and the doctor is like, he's not coming out of this. He either sits in a coma forever, you pull the plug. Interesting observation. That is an interesting observation. Doing a little more astral projecting. Yeah. I could totally see that. That With would be right in their wheelhouse. A little astral projection. Um, 10. I This one is... Bangerang. This it song, is a banger. This this is my favorite song on the entire album, hands down. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right, Zach. Uh, I think a nine will suffice. I what? like it. Um, it, yeah, 
I mean, I, I can't really say much more about it. I mean, we pretty much encompassed everything. All right. That brings us to option oblivion. Doesn't sound like a choice you'd want to take. Um, this has some killer parts. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Like, uh, kind of like Dongo was saying earlier, I, I also kind of, these last few songs tend to bleed a little bit for me. Um, but yeah, this this has got some. Uh, this is uh, th- these last two songs are a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, we've got a couple of eight nine minute long bangers, and then this one uh, takes it down a little bit uh, at about four minutes. But in that four minutes, it packs it packs some of my favorite parts. Oh yeah, packs some good punches. Like I said, so it calls back that line: a golden lever, a choice of gold or velvet. But then they switch it to: do I go on or do I follow the crown in the smoke? instead of the robes. So Ooh. I wonder if he's accepting the torchbearer as... But it also says the lever falls down. It does, yep. The lever falls down so delicate. So maybe the choice was made for him. And there he goes, following the torchbearer. Yep. And then I really like the part where it breaks down with the breathe underwater, swim without limbs. I love the melody of that part. Um, yeah, these new eyes will never suffer. Enter the new wake. Looking back through the painful tunnel, they taught us what once was. And that's a callback lyric, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really like this song a lot, too. Almost, well, I'll talk about Life in Velvet when we get there. I, uh, I slapped this with the 8-9. Um, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's a good one. It's a short, but it does, uh, it does a job for me. Um, Dongo. I might hit it with an eight. Solid. Yes. I don't hate it. <laughs> That's, I mean, shit. It's a good thing. Uh, yeah. It's, it wasn't a bad song. No, for I, sure not. For me, it wasn't very memorable. Exactly. Uh, I'll give it an 8.25 just because I originally did like a 7.75 or an eight. Um, but cause yeah, just the song really the last two songs, frankly, are just not very memorable for me. Um, that's just my, that's just my opinion. Uh, but definitely, uh, like what Brett was saying with some of the lyrical value, it made, it made me appreciate it a little bit more. So I bumped it up a couple points. All right, Brett. I'm going to sit at a 9.2. I almost feel like this song should have been the end. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, the last two were, uh, what am I thinking of here? I guess I don't know what, uh, what part I'm thinking of. So we're gonna, uh, we're just gonna move on then. Um, Life in Velvet. We're finally, we've Chris, been talking about, we need Chris's rank. Chris, what the fuck do you think about Option Oblivion? I don't know if I want to give it to you now. <laughs> you don't fucking have to. You know? Like, eight and fucking three quarters, though. Oh, eight and three quarters, huh? Yeah. Cool. Eight and three fucking quarters. So you're saying eight and like 75 out of 100, something like that? Yeah, right around there. In that ballpark. Cool, yep. tight, great, awesome. Dope. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the recognition. Thousand. <laughs> now... Now that we've dealt with that, <laughs> fucking getting, getting everyone's scores. <laughs> we are going to fucking stumble our way into the last song, Life in Velvet. Um, 
then I I think it's a it's not my favorite last song. That's the nope. point I was wanting to make with by you. any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. We we always talk about me and you love an album that just like when the last song feels like a last song. Yep. This doesn't feel like a last song at all. Which they have yeah. fucking dominated the past yeah. four albums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. a trademark. So, White Walls, so this one, yeah. Fucking uh, swim, to the moon. swim to the Moon, Lunar Wilderness. Even the, yep. goodbye, and even the Goodbye to Everything Reprise yeah. has, has more of an ending feeling than this does. This song just didn't wrap it up for me. Like Option Oblivion kind of did. Like if I would have stopped at Option Oblivion, it'd be fine. Yep. It would feel like an end song. Could have stopped at Mary Pellis. Got the guitars and everything opinion. else, but this is just a, an intro or outro that just doesn't. It almost do like it. they should have just flipped. The last two songs just flipped them in place. I mean, that my yeah. fucking hot take is that you didn't need both of them to be. I mean, you could have fucking put them they could have all yes, yeah. You right. still you still could have done the life and velvet parts, but just have it option oblivion. I was gonna say lyrically, it's definitely the yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I fall to my knees. Um, my last breath is purple smoke. Um, like it definitely the lyrics definitely wrap it up, but just the the power of an ending song that usually BT Bam does is not think of that there fucking, for me. Think of that fucking breaking white wall. Think of fucking uh, Silent Flight Parliament. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like, it they are, they are so good at writing just epic fucking like, like units bringing it all together you know <laughs> like like just white massive. walls is just like so fucking powerful right mm-hmm. and uh i feel the same way about silent flight i really like i really like lunar wilderness but that's more of a like a somber yeah, yeah. Right. whereas oh, yeah. white walls is just like powerful god Ooh. damn it um after i get done i, I even your like uh, you know even even fucking Alaska, the last song, like the fucking yeah. the, the Hawaiian just beach just hanging yeah. out. Like yeah. that fucking wraps the album up better for me than <laughs> yeah. Than I've been dr- I've been dreading talking about this last song since it we is were the, doing this. It's weak. It is a weak ending. Easily the weakest. Especially when you're coming off expect I mean yeah. expecting Expecting yeah. more. Not a lot of people write albums like that. You know, you, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like so many bands, like I feel like you get to the end of the album and that's the filler. Right. That's never been a BT Bam thing. It's always been you're building up the whole album to this epic fucking outro. Yeah. And I just feel like they dropped the ball on this. I do too. I do too. And I've been dreading talking about it for weeks I don't know about weeks drop now. the ball necessarily, but I feel like they just try to do something different. And, and in this particular instance, I prefer the other stuff. I, the other endings, I guess. I don't think they, uh, spoiler, I don't think they particularly knock it out of the park with the next two albums either with outros, yeah. but it's a different, that's a different story. This, the, this is a, um, this is a lackluster finish. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, Chris, what do you think? 6.75. You sure? Three. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
All right, Nongo. I like the song. Uh, I, I haven't even thought of this in terms of like an outro song. Like you guys, like I, I, I get what you're saying. It's definitely not that. It's definitely not this majestic, massive masterpiece. Um, however, I, I do like this song. Um, it's probably one of the songs I connected with better on this album, huh. mostly because the, the guitar tone is just crushing at times. It's dark and ominous, and I love it. It is. It definitely has that eerie feel, just like the intro did. Yeah. So, so that's why I like it. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Okay. Okay, okay man. Zach? Uh... Yeah, Life in Velvet is to me what Famine Wolf is to Dick. Uh, I did not care for it. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll give it a 6.25. Oh, my goodness. Brett, tell me about it. So even though it doesn't hold the same strength as a lot of their outros, and that does bug me, um, the lyrical value of it, like Dick said, definitely does wrap up the story, which is their whole point of this album is to tell a story. Um, and yes, it is ominous and, and it looms over you with like this dark feeling of, did he make the wrong choice or was the choice not even his own? Cause he said the lever falls ever so slightly. Maybe the choice wasn't his own. Um, so this one's rough. I'm going to give it a 7.75. I, it holds the same value to me that the intro does. Um, it just stinks that it doesn't feel like all their other endings. Right. That's fair. Um, that was Come Ecliptic. Seventh album by Between the Buried and Me. <clears throat> uh, stacked up decently well. Um, it, it knocked off the uh, the first few. It looks like it did better than Alaska. Looks like we generally huh. liked it a little more than Alaska, but uh, doesn't... Uh, it, Wait, comes, I, it comes fucking... I kind of helped raise that rating with a couple tens. To Parallax. I think yeah. it was, was I the only tens on this? I, I did not give a single yeah, ten. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't give it a nine. Either. Eight, nine was my was my best. Yeah, um, no, there are songs that I, I guess absolutely I did just give love on this album. At least one one or two nines, I think. I gave two nines in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, no, like, uh, no way to hide it. It was. It's yeah. not my favorite. Um, There's some definitely some good songs, but yeah, just in general, not my favorite. It's one of those I, I was telling Brett weeks ago is like it's one of those where I'm like yeah, it's not really my favorite and then I listen to it and I'm like well I mean I still know all the words <laughs> I mean I still, and I still like it I still know everything and I still yeah, like right. it so. no there is definitely like I said there I mean you can tell by the three tens I gave there are three songs that I just absolutely love off this, off this album and honestly those are three songs that I could just listen to by themselves I know I usually don't but if yeah. I I could go and listen to Memory Palace by itself and enjoy it. I definitely yeah. like it more that I've listened to it more. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which seems to be the case with all these. That's what makes this so much fun. Um, we are almost there, folks. We have two more to go. Uh, the Automata series, one and two. Um, then we're going to do a little wrap-up episode for y'all. We're going we're gonna to not dive in like we have been, but we're going to talk about the uh, uh, covers album. Give our thoughts on that. Um. There's a lot of good shit on there, but there it doesn't is. necessarily merit an entire episode. Actually, um, I've never checked that out before. Neither. So. It's they cover so many different genres. Oh. It's crazy. And they're that's cool. They're, it, it it's a fun album to listen to. I I enjoy it. Yeah, I can appreciate the variety. You know, and that means okay. they, they, they cover talent. Queen, Pantera, 
Ooh, Metallica. Fine Mel- Yeah, it's just Jesus. Like, like they it's a wild group. shit. That's really cool. Um, so uh thank you guys for listening. Um thank you to uh all the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Take the times out of your days. It's not oh, always bro. easy getting five people together um to do this shit. Um but it's always awesome when we do. Oh yeah. Always. So oh, yeah. uh, check us out. Um we have a we have a website, don't we, Dick? Yes, rankemall.rocks. Boom. Heck yeah. <laughs> Checks out there. Checks out on Facebook. Checks out pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, thank you to the is this a is this Journey to Comics? It we, is. It is. It is. So thank you to the Journey to Comics uh crew. Thank you to Nate and Brando uh, out there doing doing the Lord's work. Uh uh <laughs> we're just doing the fun part. We're doing the fun part. They're doing mm-hmm. all the the back end. So, oh, yeah. amen, brothers. So, spreading the gospel. So cheers to them. <laughs> uh, and cheers to all you guys for listening to us. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time on another episode of Rank Em All Between the Buried and Me Edition. Oh, yeah. Bye. See you next time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's do it again.